Welcome back to the Final Whistle Podcast. Time you run! G'day guys, uh, Final Whistle Summer Series Episode 2. Tonight we will have uh, Joe Simpson on. But first of all, we'll just touch on some of the international games over the weekend. Uh, Greece defeated Serbia 82-6 to qualify for the 2021 World Cup. Uh, Billy from Cronulla or Newtown. He had another great game there, setting up a few tries. Ireland topped the, uh, the group for them there, 24. 5-4, I think, over Italy from memory. Uh, New Zealand defeated Great Britain 23-8. I think that was a bad series for Great Britain, the, the return of the tour. And uh, Papua New Guinea went down to Fiji 20-22 in a tight uh, tight match there over, over in Christchurch. Uh, also, as we uh, posted on our page earlier today, we have... Um, Got ourselves a radio gig next year on Swar FM and 99.9 Radio in the West, guys. That's where we're going to focus most of our junior rugby league stuff on. Um, Dates and times haven't been confirmed just yet, but we will be on the air at some point next year. Here we go. Bulldogs new recruit, Joe Stimson in the house. How are we, mate? Good, mate. Good. Uh, pre-season, back yet? What's happening in that? No, not yet. I've got a week week to go. I start uh, on the 20th, so it's a Wednesday, so looking forward to it, actually. Awesome. For those who don't know, um, Joe, he debuted for Melbourne, uh, played over 50 games and recently signed a three-year deal with the Dogs, commencing in 2020. I'd like to thank you for giving up your time and coming on to the final whistle, mate. Thanks for having me. Mate, where did you grow up? Yeah, I grew up in a little country town um, in called Tamora, New South Wales. Um, I travelled around a bit before I sort of landed there really with Dad, so he went, um, lived, in, lived in Cairns for a year, Foster, and then settled down in Tamora. Um, yeah, for, I'm staying, Mum and Dad are still there, and I actually just come back from there um, not long ago. So. so it was nice and refreshing to get back down to home? Yeah, it certainly was, it certainly was. It's quite, so, dry, it's quite dry out there, and um, everyone's starting to harvest and stuff, so uh, coming off a of, um, farm, so it's all quite busy out there. So being down in Melbourne for the last for four or five years, how much time did you get back to, to home? Was it really just in the six week break between seasons? Um, no, I tried to get back as much as I could actually. Um, I love going home, I love love the country, I love getting out there and um, yeah, just not uh, the hustle and bustle of the city and um, it's nice and quiet and yeah, I love, love seeing my mates and my family, all my family's there, so like my uh, nan, pop, nan, all my aunties and uncles, so yeah, it's a good, good little family base there and um, yeah, I get back Every buy pretty much in the big six weeks. Awesome. Tomorrow Dragons. Junior Dragons, rugby, yeah. that's it. That was your junior rugby league club? Yeah, certainly was. Well group of you down there. Yeah, so group nine there. Group nine now, yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. The strongest group. It's quietly. So you went you went you went, <laughs> you went through the uh, St Gregory's college system. How did you end up playing for St Greg's coming from tomorrow? Yeah, um, I did year 11 and 12 there, so um, mum, I went to the Catholic school at, um, in tomorrow, St Anne's, and uh, mum just wanted to continue the Catholic education, so she uh, yeah, sent me to St Greg's, and probably the best thing she's ever done for me, to be honest. Um, uh, I was kicking and screaming a lot, actually, when I was like, did not want to go. <laughs> <laughs> no chance of getting, getting to me at all boys' school, but no, nah, it was the best, best years of my life. Like, I made lifelong friends there, and... Uh, 
Yeah, I definitely sent my kids there. Did you uh, make any of the uh, country championship sides coming through your, your junior ranks before you got to St. Greg's? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I. Uh, yeah, so I was um, I made up like all the group nine teams from 12s to 15s, and I made the under 16 um, country team. Oh yeah, so, yeah, so you, you you keeping up to date with what the country rugby league's been doing up here in New South Wales with the uh, AJ Cup and the LD? Yeah, I'm, I'm not on. Don't got my head around like all those new new competitions, but I always watch the Vigi Bulls um, highlights and stuff when they play. And I think it's the under 23s now. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, I know some of the boys are playing that and. Um, yeah, keep an eye on those guys for sure. So, grew up in Tamora, went to St. Gregory's College in Campbelltown. How did you end up in Melbourne? Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Um, no, not, not really. Um, they, um, they picked me up at a ca- country carnival. Um, actually, yeah, the 16s country team, um, a bloke called Terry Field, um, recruited me there and I went down to a couple of camps um, when I was in school. and. Uh, to be honest, couldn't stand it. I, I was like, I'm not going there. No, no, no. Why is that? Because uh, we did a lot of like wrestling and stuff, and I was like, nah, this is this is crazy. But um, I talked to Dad about it because I was um, really wanted to go to the Dragons. But um, yeah, I talked to Dad about it, and he goes, nah, man, I think it's going to be best thing for you to get down there. And to be honest, yeah, I never, looked, never really looked back. I loved it. So, lovely time in Melbourne. So you played two seasons in the uh, the new youth competition. Uh, in 2014, 2015, and then you also went on to play first grade as well at Melbourne. Part of those squads, did it really shape you to the player you are today? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I think uh, my first year, my first year, I was sort of just dipping my toe in, to be honest, like, wasn't 100% sure, and then I got a bit of, played a few games and got a bit of confidence, and um, yeah, I think it really took, that took my game to the next level, like having the having the pre-season with the first grades side of my last year of 20s really like yeah, put me in a good stead. And so who was your who was your 20s coach down there? The um, my the first year was Matty Adamson and um, second year was Marky Bretnell. Oh, yeah. So Mark Bretnell's the, the assistant coach there now and he's... Yeah, captain, you were captain 2015? The 20s? Yep. Yeah. Was, yep. Who else um, a part of that squad has kicked on now? Yeah. First grade gig? There's a couple. Um, Chansey... Nicole Clockstar was there. Yeah. Yep. Um, Joshy, Josh Kerr, Ben, Ben Nakubai. Um, Tony Tamus is playing in the Q Cup. Uh, Mac Mason, he's playing in the Waratahs. So there was a couple, but the 2014 team was quite quite good. Like we had um, Richard Kenner, uh, Reese Candy, Matt Lodge, Dean Britt, Christian Welch, um, Cameron Munster. Stacked. Yeah, stacked. Well, we you still need to make the finals. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Well, you, get, you, get to, you get to uh, link back up with him <coughs> as well next year. Yeah. He's, he's signed over there. He come yeah. from, uh, he was North Sydney underneath South and then played South. Now he's going there. So, you know, he might be able to get your second reconnection back there. Yeah, big red. No, we're yeah, really good mates. Actually, he's one of my best mates. Um, but we, we... Not, much, not much red there now. I must have lost the room. He had a, had a very short hair. Very short hair. <laughs> So the obviously you, you went through the NYC system, um, then you've kicked on to Queensland Cup, um, playing for Sunshine Coast Falcons. Um, what what is what's 
Why yeah, are Melbourne why? so why are Melbourne so good down there? What's the systems like? So what's the week? So obviously this this is something which Dale's asked the question, but I'm gonna expand it a bit more so you kinda can give a, our listeners a better understanding. What we don't understand is Melbourne players, you know, train down there. When do you you know, if you're a part of the NRL school, when do you know you're going to play for Queen Q Cup? When would you know then when would you fly up there to play? Yeah, so um yeah, nine times out of ten, you'll you'll know by Tuesday if you're going to play NRL or not. And um, but like as Craig always said, you're a Melbourne Storm player first, and then like if you don't make that squad, you sort of go up there, obviously. So um, you'll train with the boys. So say if they play Saturday, you play Saturday. Um, like they'll train. So you'll have like you'll do their captain's run, you'll do their main session, you do everything, and then you might even have to do anything and then fly up, but. I think what I learnt down there was you always put the team first, no matter sort of how how um, like how down you were about not playing or having to go up there or like because I'm telling you like I did it my first year and I, I by the end of it I hated footy honestly <laughs> because like I was like I had to fly up there every weekend like it's quite tough like you fly up maybe it's game day or the day before then you get back at like sit like 12 o'clock at night and then you might have to train the next day depending on the turnaround for boys but yeah what I learned was like you always put the team first like no matter how you feel and you always turn up and train and like and like you are a Melbourne Storm player first so you got to look after the first grade squad and I think um yeah that that shaped it shaped you so with we with Melbourne and with a lot of the first grades we know that uh the recovery you know the recovery is good like my boy's does ball with from Sydney and we see him straight after the, after the game bang into a, into an ice bath. Is the Sunshine Coast Falcons like that as well? Do they had the similar setup, like, you know, similar recovery, similar to yeah. the NRL, knowing that you boys had to fly back down that night after yeah. the game. Yeah, the Falcons were great the whole whole five years I played for them. So um, yeah, they they were, they're a very professional club, and I think they're getting more professional like as years went on. Um, yeah, yeah, straight. In, it's pretty much the same as NRL. You get straight in the ice bath. They give you a protein shake. They got to they give you whatever you need to get back to the airport or whatever. Like the airport, they just wait on you, wait on you pretty well. And, um, you on the paleo paleo bars as well. Paleo bars, no. No, no paleo <laughs> bars. <laughs> so how did you? Um, obviously, you said that you hated it, a lot of travel. Uh, but how did you cope, and how did you did you prepare yourself? Um, with the travel, we'd look at like New Zealand wallet, New Zealand warriors. Sorry, they travel every second, <laughs> travel every second week, and you're saying that you know you you travel every week. You know it's only an hour flight, yeah. Um, but yeah. still, or two hour flight, <laughs> but still, it's getting to the airport, yeah. Um, and then getting off it's the about, air, getting off the plane. That's about a six hour turnaround, or twelve hours when you come back. If you have to yeah. come back in the same yeah, day, exactly. How did, obviously over five years you got to deal with it, but how did you prepare, like physically, and mentally prepare yourself? Yeah, well, um, well, pretty much like if you get a delay, like you can't, you only have control of things that you can control, and like you can't control if it's going to be like a like a delayed flight. So I always used to try and like make more preparation from like when I got off the bus that we got all like the little all the taxi or something from the airport to when I started, I could I could control that because we're there. Like there's usually a set time. Like that's what you, that's in your control. So I just tried to make that a routine and make that like as strict as possible but like with the other stuff you just gotta take it as it comes because you can't do anything about it like sometimes like we'd get delayed and then like we'd just get there to warm up so that sucked but that, that, didn't, <laughs> that didn't happen like very often at all so that actually, yeah. actually happened to, a, to the NRL squad this year the Dragons match when they had the big ass smash on the M1 oh, then you yeah. had you had uh, 
who was it? Dufty, Dufty running with 15 minutes to Yeah, go. and, and Lat's yeah. having to hitch a ride. So you say, you know, you guys have that, you know, you do that when, you, when you're flying up there and whatnot, stuff out of your control. Yeah, it happened. And stuff like that very rarely happens, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it's, right. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. Pump up music. Do you, have, do you have a special playlist that you pump up for game day? <laughs> just something out of the oh, music. Um, when I was younger, I used to like just listen to like, like I wouldn't say like heavy metal, but like upbeat music for, yeah. like the whole time. And by, by the time like I'm going out for warm up, I'm just like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I was just sort of like, just like Jesus. But like now I'm sort of like, as I'm on the bus, I listen. I love my country music. Like country music, I just. Love Who's your favourite artist? Uh, Kane Brown. Kane Brown. Kane Brown yeah. is, is mine. Or Luke Combs at the moment. Just yeah. yeah no, Luke Combs got a nice song out. Uh, what was it? Beer never, beer yeah, never broke, broke my heart. heart. Yeah, yeah. now mad songs. Just, uh, I got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta, get, you gotta get in touch with the bush, mate. <laughs> <laughs> 2017, round two. Um, you make your NRL debut against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. A few questions here. So, what do you remember from the match? That it was pissing down rain <laughs> the whole time, and I was freezing. <laughs> and actually, I remember, I remember like when I was just about to go on, it stopped raining, and like I was sort of like. Cause when you like, <coughs> oh, like well, I was in the, cause I was in the second row. I was sort of going in the second row, and like I was telling you, took to Kenny Bromishoff actually, and like they had a drop out, and I like just wait, not nah, you know, so I'm just like sitting there, like, far <laughs> out, like someone, like come on. And I remember um, my mate Jason Berg, he was he, he came over, and I like he's more like playing footy with dad and that, and he was like behind me, going, here we go. Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> and he was dead set there for like six, like six or seven minutes. Go, I kept saying the same thing. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just like, yeah, right over. There. I'm ready, I'm ready on. But, uh, yeah, no, nah, yeah, I'll never forget that moment. I think I, I think it was a dropout. That was my first like inter- interaction. How did um, how did Bellamy advise you going to play first NRL game? Oh yeah, um, <laughs> I remember this. So we were just about to go. I think it was a Tuesday Tuesday meeting or something like that. And he goes, uh, if we're going to use your tiger. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even click. I was like, oh, like back then, I was like, oh, shit, scared. Like, like, I just it couldn't relax around him, but now he's good. But like then, I was like, oh, yeah, no worries. He goes, you reckon you can play seven? I was like, yep, sweet. Never played seven in my life. I was like, I can do that, no worries. And then he goes, yeah, you're going to be utility. I was like, yeah, sweet, no worries. And I sort of didn't, didn't really click or like sort of sink in until like, we were in the meeting and I wasn't listening to a word I said. I was like, holy shit, I'm going to play in a row. Holy smoke. I was like, I just can't wait to tell dad, can't wait to tell mum. And then, yeah, it was, it was actually quite a cool moment. What was the week like building up to it? I know um, Melbourne Storm are probably the best at it um, when people debut and they had like the jersey ceremony and the beef up the week and it's mm. all about you guys. I know it's all about the team first, but it's a, it's a special moment because, you know, people can only play that one game and they'll cherish that forever. Um, what was that like about what did Bellamy do or the boys or how was it all in camp there sort of thing? Yeah, um, so they, they try and keep it as normal as possible until... Um, game day? Yeah, no, not game day. Um, captain's run. So like you have a meeting before you have dinner and that's when they usually sort of like present, present your jersey. And um, Vinny Ladlua was debuting with me so we both got our jerseys presented. And, Who was that one? Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've dead set Tilwera 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 Tilwera
I tried to say it to him, he goes, just call me T, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no dramas. Yeah. Storm, Storm legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Absolute legend. Like, and such a nice bloke. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, and then they did that, and like, I. I just remember like he said some real nice words. Like I've never met him before in my life. He just said some really nice words and um, yeah, I was sort of like practicing. I knew it was coming up. Like I had to fail as practicing my speech because mum and dad were there. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I, just, I got to them and I just remember like looking up and seeing mum and she had a big smile on her face and I was just like nearly like nearly lost it. But yeah, that was a really good moment. And then um, the Kiwi boys did a haka. Right. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that that was like that was my first ever one come like just watching it. And um, I remember like, and stuff. Kenny Bromwich, like, he dead set was looking into my soul, like, he was, like, <laughs> looking and he wasn't blinking and, like, I wasn't sure, like, do I look at him or do I look at my hair, like, blah, 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 but I just looked straight at him and I was just like, oh, I'm, like, that, that I, wouldn't, I would never, ever forget that in my life. So did you, uh, how did mum and dad take the news, you called him up and they come yeah, down? Yeah, I remember, like, I called, I think I called dad first because mum was at work. So like he picked up and I was like, I was just, I just buzzed the other day and he parked like down and down and he goes, you're kidding. <laughs> yeah. goes, Mate, how good is that? Oh, actually, then I told mum, mum, this is actually funny. <laughs> she actually told me, she goes, Awesome, what a great day debut, a great year to debut, yeah. you guys end up kicking on to winning. Yeah, yeah, so it's good. Good, good memories there for you guys. So, uh, just before we get into the next question, any more Tamora Dragons have gone on to play in their role, or are you the, you're the first oh, one? Plenty. Plenty? Uh, plenty. Um, God, how long we got? Um, <laughs> it's been, uh, it's, how actually, many, how it's many, actually unbelievable how many people have like... How many have come through tomorrow when you were growing up, when you finally settled tomorrow that you kind of look up to? Yeah, um, uh, Toddy Payton was a big one because he was sort of like a forward. Like I just liked how he played. He's very skillful, tough. Roller and yeah. roller, like okay. just tough, no nonsense. Like gold scorer, yeah. Good player. But then you got Ryan Hinchcliffe as well. Like he was down there this mm-hmm. year, and um, yeah, I got along with Hinchy really well. He's such a nice bloke, and um, it's like yeah, they're just so all they're all so grounded. Like they get everyone gave time back to. Um, yeah, back when they did the schoolboys, like they they come and coach us like for a bit, like a little cameo, and there was so many. There was like Joshy McCrane, um, Joshy's over in Joshy, yeah, he's in the Wolfpack. The Wolfpack at the moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you got like Steve Reed and Trent Barrett. Like Trent Barrett's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, like my mum, like my dad, Peter, Mark. There's plenty of them. There's all like this is pub. In the um, in tomorrow and like you get this little cartoon drawn of you if you play like an NRL, NRL. <laughs> like a character show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always like remembered like after cricket we'd go down there and, like I'd have the raspberry and cokes, but that had a beer. I just look at the walls like I'd love to be on that wall one day. And like I got mine and, like it actually like you're supposed to have a big head and a little body, but mine's like perfect because I've got a big head. So, like, it actually. Cool. Yeah. So when we are. Uh... When I, when I reached out to you and you said, yeah, men will come on, this question was basically the first one we, we drew up because we were always after someone from Storm just to find out about the coach, Bellamy. Okay. Hey, let's, have a, let's have a chat about him. Hey, he's arguably the best coach in the game, but what makes him so good? Yeah, um, yeah, he's dead set the best coach I've ever had. And 
I'm sure Dean Pan will be up there as well. But um, yeah, just just the fact that he like like footy is becoming a, quite a difficult game to like get your head around. I reckon where where it's such a simple game, and he makes it simple. Like he doesn't expect you to buddy like like win your game if you're a front row. Like you you got you probably have three things that you got to work on, or that you got to really like go well at and then that's it you've done your job and that's all you're going to get marked on you're not going to get marked on if you threw like a 10 metre cut that pass or made like a, like 150 metres or something like more of those three things yeah you know, you know, <laughs> do they, they change week to week no no not missing like, a tackle yeah yeah oh that's right like just all the little things that like sort of like the, the average fan wouldn't really the one percenters one, oh yeah the one percenters is cliche but yeah, yeah no I get my free for, my, my free big forwards free things each week and that's to win the ruck Average, average ten on a ten on ten run, ten uh, meters on a on a run. Yeah. And just don't miss yeah. a tackle. Yeah. Well, I'll try not to miss, miss a tackle. You know, the big yeah, boys they get tired towards the end. He's a student of the game. You know, he's just mastermind everything. Does he out. still? Did he still get involved in the preseason runs? Oh no, nah, no. Nah, he, he just reminisces about when he. <laughs> <laughs> when he was nah, fit. Yeah, exactly right. No, nah, no, nah, he's still he's still so fit. Like you see him in the gym every morning, and he just absolutely flogged himself. Like all the coaches do down there, actually. Like mm-hmm. so, we um obviously it became well publicised um, about the journeymen or players coming into the club being sent out on a two week. Uh, work-related mm. um, mission uh, was that Bellamy's way to say if you stuff up, that's what you could be doing, or is it trying to ground the, the players so they are kind of like humble yeah. to be playing tough a, a, a rugby league game? No, I, league. I think you just realise. I think like doing that, like you realise how good you've got it. Like, because um, like, you go through a, it? oh yeah, everyone that every your first year there, you got to go through that and torch camp. So, um, yeah, we'll get on with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, this two weeks, like, you just like you're a labourer, and like, they you train in the morning. I think it was like, I think you train at like 5 30 or something, like, that's when weights was, and then you go to work at seven. Like, you'd have to be at the side by seven, and like, dig do, holes, yeah, like, just like the stuff that's quite hard and like, um, like demanding on the body and then you go back to training like that that other and then like they, they just fog you and then you do it again and then Wednesday you just work you don't train and then Thursday like obviously the normal week and then Saturday is like the biggest session of the week so um, yeah you just by Sunday you're just absolutely bugging like but yeah I, I, I loved it like um, what, was the, um, what was the boys like that you went and worked for on the sites they they obviously realized, knew that you were part of the Melbourne system. Did they treat you any different or did they Nah, so um like I remember well, just mine personally, like I was with Curtis Scott and we were just like at this place and we had to like you get it was probably the most annoying part of it was was like they had machinery to get rid of these freaking bricks but we had to put them in the bit wheelbarrow wall it's just diff- more difficult than it had to be, but like that's yeah, just physic teaches you physically yeah, and mentally it, preparing yourself. Exactly, like it just it just made you appreciate what you had, and um, yeah, and if you do like take it for granted, that's where you could be, that's where you could end up. Like yeah, yeah. Um, did, did George Rhodes come down and, and yeah, he had to do a, a season of that, didn't he? Yeah, he, he would have. Yeah, everyone, everyone, everyone has like even. Yeah, I, I, think, think, I think I think that broke George, George Rose. I think a little bit because he only lasted half the season. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, you just spoke about torture camp. Give us an insight to torture camp. <laughs> well, I don't quit camp, but it's like it's torture camp. Like he's dead set. Like it's um, it's actually when you look back at it, it's actually so funny and like 
it's a, like a little bond that you have with every store player, like wherever you go, like you go, oh, did you do like, I don't quit camp, and like, everyone's like, yeah, and everyone thinks their year was the hardest, so that's the funniest part, you swap stories, and like, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny to look back on, because it's, it's so funny, like how fatigued you were, like I don't, like, like, like you work in the, in the farm, you know, like you work quite hard, like everyone works hard, but like you just get, they get, they get you to this point where you're that fatigued and like that tired, and like I just remember this one part where um, like you had to guard the forest. I was just something random like that. <laughs> you had this like five kilo like um, it was like a gun, but it was just this five kilo bar. And by the end of like five kilos, you got freaking heavy. <laughs> um, and like you have to like, and they get these like army guys that like run the camp. They go and try and like scare you, and you get and, like you gotta go. Oh, who goes there? And like go, and they go. All right, you got me. So like you're going, but like they only come around like once every two hours. <laughs> and like you gotta stand there and if you like sit down like you're no chance of getting back up like you're falling asleep because like this is after two days of just doing like push-ups sit-ups just moving shit like just <laughs> just like I don't, this wasn't on mine but this is a great story like from one of them they um had to move a pile of rocks 20 meters and then like get back on the bus and like they're right they thought they'll go on to the next thing they reckon like these rocks were massive too like um, they had to get on and they got back on the bus and he go, go, the boat goes out, it goes out to like just out of the gate and he pretends to get the phone and goes, oh, you want me to move back? Oh yeah, no drama. So they had to move <laughs> back to where they started, which was a 20 metre like effort, <laughs> but like just shit like that where you're like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? Like, like, why are you doing that shit? Why are you doing that stuff to us? But that was just like, just to see who had the mental toughness to go, right, oh, no dramas, like just That's get good. it done. You Let's know what I mean? Man. Like just get it done. And I think like he take like Craig takes a lot out of that. Like he he see him like he's he see him hiding in the bushes, like watching <laughs> everything when he's not watching. And so one thing that sort of like got like really sat well with me was like he said this one thing one time, I was like, get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I think that was a year that I was going on that and I was like, right, I just like trying to like um, get comfortable when you're like under like under fatigue and stuff and like it sort of just always like stuck with me so yeah I'm, I'm glad I did it because there's some good memories from it. Now we've uh, obviously watching on TV at home you, you see he sprays in the uh, coach's box to the point where I think they're almost about to put wiper blades up there so they can still see through the spray. What about behind closed doors? What does he sprays like? On the field, um, off the field, if you've ever stuffed up off the field, what's his phrase like? Yeah, um, <laughs> nah, like he's very passionate, Belzer. Like, he, like when you get a spray, it's warranted. Like, he's not just going to yell at you for no reason. Like, he's actually, he's actually funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd never say it to his face, but he's actually pretty funny. Like, um, but like his his humour and stuff. But I, I remember, like personally, I've only had one big spray. Um, like off the field was when I went to was at <coughs> Bali actually of all places. Um, <laughs> I come back and I was me and um, another player like been a bit stupid on the bikes and I fell off it and I um, grazed my whole arm, whole leg and like I couldn't put a shoe on for ages because just that many like just grazed <laughs> broke my wrist. So like there goes with like preseason, like first bit of preseason. Anyway, uh, like obviously that was at real right at the start of the six week break, so got a bit um got a bit chubby, and um, <laughs> I come back and like I was running all right, but um, I think a lot of the other boys come back in the same condition, and I remember he comes in, he goes, oh, you're all like 
over like skin fellas too high up our fat for your fat bastards right around. Right. And he goes, Joey, you fell off the scooter and you ate the fucking thing as well. I was like, <laughs> I, was like I don't know whether the bunny laugh would just crawl. I was just like, oh, <laughs> and um, like that one, like just like it's stuff like that. Like he, like, he, he reckons he's rehearsed it, but he reckons like he just delivered it perfectly. <laughs> like I was like in the middle of crying and laughing at the same time. But the one that I, that I remember from. Um, from like the games when we were playing the Tiger, I think it was my second game, and um, like we have like our actions on the wall and stuff, and we weren't doing that in the first half, and he was just he was just spraying everyone, and um, just spits just everywhere, and like I'm sitting on the corner, so I'm on the side of him, and he's like pointing at that, and he just grabbed it. And like pulled it, up, pulled it off, and like dead set, like just missed my shoulder. And I remember seeing it because that was the half time camera, and my face was just like, oh my, God. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here? But yeah, like as I said, like if you get a, if you get a spray, it's definitely warranted. Like he doesn't just get around and spit on you. So um, so just on the just on the sprays, did you get one after the game against Canberra this year when they came back and beat you down at Amy Park? What was he like post game after that match? Oh. Hey, up. Sorry? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, he wasn't too bad. It was just more of like the disappointed dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's worse. Like, he coughs breaks and gets over it, but he just came in and he was pretty, pretty down and dumb. So well, I think everyone was too. But. And then the other one that I remember this year vividly, because I remember the score the next week, when you, got, when you got beat, and then he's come out to the media and said, oh yeah, the players aren't playing, we're gonna drop this player, we're gonna drop, we're gonna drop, and then you come out and win 62 nil against Para. Para, yeah. How was that week? Do you remember that week? Nah, I, got, I can't remember, I didn't play that week. Um, I can't remember, <laughs> <laughs> that's a long time ago. No, it was, uh, it, yeah, it's like, yeah. it was played out in the media, <coughs> and I was just, so yeah, so he obviously, as you said, he sprays yeah, like, warranted. Yeah, exactly, like, we're not playing up to the standard that we know we can play at, and, well, um, yeah, and he just he demands excellence, and I think that's why they've been so successful. 100%. So, obviously, we talk about Bellamy, a legend of the game, in regards to uh, coaching ranks, but you also got to play and train alongside some of the other legends, Slater, Cronk, Smith. What's, yeah. it, what's it like, you know, playing along those fellas, but also, you know, living your life with them, these guys, you know? They're the masters yeah. of the game, you're the student. Like, what did you learn? How do they go about their business? Why are they so good? Yeah, like, but the, all three of them have their different attributes that make them yeah. so good. Like, like I just remember, like, Billy Slater, so, the most, com- so competitive. So he's like, oh, they're all competitive, but he's just, like, extra. Like, wants to win <laughs> everything. Like, even just, First like, of the walk shower. touch. Like, that walk touch, buddy. Like, all the con games. Like, he was, like, how old was he when he my first time? He was only, like, 32. Like, he was just coming back from his, his shoulder. And, like, I just remember... We're doing this the 1.2, like yeah, up 20 back, up 40 back, yeah. up 60 back, and what's, like your, time, what's your time in the 1.2? I uh, can't remember, but he beat. I'm uh, getting to the point very like <laughs> he, he dead set like I was like yeah I'm gonna beat I'm gonna beat Sassy today like, like so I was like I was dead set like 9 kilos wearing wet. And, like, <laughs> I was going pretty good with the run, and then he like he's come back and like I've gone gone like flat out the last the last 60 minutes like yep yeah, I've got him like he's a fossil like he won't have legs. And all of a sudden, he just sprints past me and starts laughing. And, <laughs> and like, yeah, and Cameron, like, he's he's the same. And Coops, like, Coops took like just out of his own like goodwill. Like, he took four of us boys like our first year out to dinner and just like 
Like to me, just like, well, pretty much, like, it was like a welcoming into the first grade team, really. Like, no one asked him to do that. He just, he just does it. Like, he, he just makes you feel that, like, that welcome. And, like, it's funny, like, when you get introduced to him, like, he's, g'day, I'm Cooper. And you're like, mate, you know who you are. Like, <laughs> you're a genuine superstar. And, like, they're just so humble. And, like, yeah, I've got a lot of time for everything. Heard that. I heard Cooper's a perfectionist. So, He'll put 100 bombs up, and if only he hits 99, he'll hit another. He'll go out there and hit another 100 because he wants to get them on the dime. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, and they're always the last one to finish. Like Smithy does his goal kicking, and yeah, he can hear Slatsy from everywhere where he talks, and um, and yeah, Coops is the same. Smithy, so, um, you reckon, yeah. he can, you reckon he's going to always go? Obviously, he's going to go around again. Hopefully, yeah. Um, could he get the 500? <laughs> Surely, I reckon, like for sure. Like for he, a, he can play for almost a 40 year old. Well, how old is he? 30. 36? 35, 36? 30, yeah, 30, yeah, 36. Like, is he the fittest 36-year-old you've ever met? Yeah, 100%. He's you reckon you could be like that when you're 36? He, he looks like an accountant, mate. But <laughs> he's a freak. Like, he, doesn't get, he doesn't get tired. Like It's actually so flattening, actually, when he's out there. and like you know, like I've, I've played off the bench like this, this year and played 20 minutes, and I was absolutely stuffed. And then like you looked at Smith, and he's like, probably not 50 tackle, and he's just getting about going, you're right, mate? Yep. <laughs> I'm even sweating. Uh, like, oh, cow. <laughs> but yeah, like he's he's amazing actually. Like the way he can make all those tackles and make all those decisions, and nine times out of ten pick the right one. Like under that much fatigue, or well, everyone, but me and Walter would have fatigue, but he wouldn't. But so, what makes them stand out from the rest? Obviously, you've played by them. You haven't actually had a chance to play against any of the others, but just obviously watching them on TV or watching them. From the sideline, when you reverse them, like Thurston and, and Lockyer, or not so much Lockyer, but Thurston and, and the other boys that are kind of known as the stars of the game, what makes Cameron and Cronk stand out more? Um, well, as a as well together, like they just they just trained like they like they probably they realised quite early and they were there for such a long time that like they just work so hard on their game and their combinations with Slatsy and Smithy and Cronk like. They were, all, they were all just like sort of just one like they knew what they were going to what their other person was going to do play they even probably knew like you know what I mean and, and was that was that like, um was that that so called rift was that a media built uh, media beat up yeah like I, as far as I know like are like, they they're quite yeah. good mates so. nah you know with the mainstream media they like to make a story like yeah, a, exactly. a molehill out of an anthill but um yeah nah that's it I think the what what well, I couldn't really. I've never seen Sam the person or anything like that. Like, never really met him. But um, just the way, like, they just trained, trained the way they play, and like they just and they're perfectionists, as you said. Like all of them are. Like they just want everything to be right, everything to be. They won't, and they won't stop suppose until they're happy. Suppose like, that's, that's what you want from your spine, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, You exactly. want your spine to be perfectionist. If your spine were perfecting it, well, then mm. you shouldn't be a spine. <laughs> So over the years we've known um, Melbourne to be the benchmark um, of standing in rugby league. Why do you think that everyone's benchmark should be at their level? Why are they above? Why does it? Why do people think that they're the benchmark? Because they've been so consistent. I think yeah. yeah, consistency is massive. Like um, yeah, I don't, I don't think like like Storm float in and out of games like a lot of. A lot of um, teams do. I reckon, like you're gonna, you're gonna have to play well for 80 minutes, not 60 minutes or 70 minutes to beat this team because, like, that that's when they go their little things like we won't beat you in the first 20, and we won't beat you in the last 20. 
and I feel like a lot of these teams, like they try and blow someone off the park and then just hold on, but they're just such a grinding team and everyone's on the same page, on the same wavelength. And it's just like a well-oiled machine, to be honest, when they're going well. And I think that's, yeah, that's something that every team should really strive for. 100%. When Cooper announced he was leaving and signed with the Roosters, what was it like around camp? Um, see, like, that was, it was such a, I just remember, like, no one knowing where he was going. Like, he just kept it to himself. And I reckon, to be honest, like, that's the best way of going about things, like, when you're talking contracts and stuff. Like, he, um, yeah, he kept it to himself, and we didn't know until pretty much everyone else knew, really, or, like, a couple of hours before the press conference. And, yeah, no one had um, any bad taste in their mouth for it. So, like, everyone, like, respected his decision. And, um, yeah, what he's given, what he's given to the Storm is... Is a lot, so they, I don't reckon anyone was really dirty about it, to be honest. And he did, he he moved for the right reasons, and yeah, everyone respect him for it. So we'll, we'll stay on the Cooper Cronk. Um, so come back to haunt you guys, 2018, <laughs> uh, in the grand final. The the whole week was about will Cooper play? Um, in your opinion, um, did you think he would play? Yeah, everyone thought. I I reckon that's what like sort of hurt us a bit as well, like everyone was like, fuck, he's gonna play, like, what? like everyone knows he's that tough, but in, I reckon in everyone's mind, everyone knew he was gonna play. So you prepare for him? Did yeah, you, we, we prepared prepare for him to play? The whole, whole week Did you prepare for him not to play? No. 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 Because like, I look like, yeah, you gotta prepare for the best, <laughs> and that's the best. <laughs> so, I've just jotted things down here, this is my own opinions and stuff, yeah. um, so was the game plan, um, just to target him, if he did play? Um, Yep. So, yeah, pretty much, but like, I just know because he was on my side, and like, I think the only time I even like come near him was like this one kick pressure, and like, I tried to make it count, and like, I just saw his face, and it was just like in so much pain. I was like, You are actually hurt, like, you are carrying on about this. But um, he just hit himself so well, I remember that. Like, well, the Roosters hit him well. Oh, well, the, yeah, sorry, yeah, well, the Roosters did hide him well, like. He only had to do what he had to do, and he was like a little dead set, a little general, and just like behind the play doing like orchestrated that. Orchestrated the. Yeah. Community. I haven't watched the game, but that's what it felt we'll, like. Anyway. We'll get to that. So, obviously, um, I've watched a lot of rugby league. Never seen a Melbourne side so rattled, lost, or play with that structure in a big game. Mm. Um, I said to myself at 14 0, I said, it's over. Everyone looked at me and watching the game, said, no chance. And I was like, you guys didn't have shape, didn't have structure, and the. The foundations that Bellamy has built, um, so much success at Melbourne was gone. That's a, my feel. That was my feeling. Yeah. Um, so he's, I noticed that he's went sideline to sideline. He didn't complete sets. He weren't kicking long and trying to turn the roosters around like that's all you guys do. Mm. Well, was complete sets, turn the team around, make them play the error. It seems to me that the whole game plan was around finding Cronk to somehow shape or form. Do you believe that Robertson and the roosters? won the mind games and the, or did they execute their game plan better than yours? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the result says that. But like dead set, we were in it until we kicked off. Like like dead set. Like from the first minute to the last minute, oh I feel like we'll come if we scored like just one try or just gave us a sniff in the second half. Like earlier try than Joshies. Yeah, or well, um, the intercept. The intercept, yeah. yeah. But like just if we scored one try we could have got back in it but like dead set, I just remember because I haven't watched it. I don't. I don't know if I will or not. Like probably not. <laughs> but um, Luke Keery's kicking game it was unbelievable. Like he dead set, it was like had it on a string, like put it like a meter from our line, and 
I think they just worked us out how to how to stop our momentum and I just remember like for like error after error and I think it was it was Jesse Bromwich and we were going in for a dropout and like everyone was just like what is going on here like this is ridiculous like I've, <coughs> I've never really been in a game like it and um, I was like have you had a carry yet and this is probably like 15 minutes in he's like I've had one <laughs> I've had zero like, and I was just like holy shit like that's all we're doing is defending and taking out of our own end and then like you get like Ferguson I think it was like two parts of well. like they each started their sets off so well and then you get like Hargraves Takiyaho just come off the back of that like we just couldn't stop them like they were just Yep, too good on the day. Don't get me wrong. Um, I did load up on you guys to win, um, <laughs> as I didn't believe the Roosters could win without Cooper, or even if he did play at 50% at best, um, as I believe you guys were the most consistent side all season. Um, what was what was Bellamy like after the game? What did he say? Not much. No one said much. It was pretty... Yeah, it was weird. It was just like, I'm, yeah, I've never been in something like that. I can still... I still remember, like, everyone was just going, what the hell just happened? Like, we played so well, like, all year, and then sort of, it was like, crazy. that, and he's like, what? It's crazy. It's like crazy. I said, I've never, yeah. ever seen a Melbourne Storm side. Like, you probably didn't even uh, make that many errors in the, the three semi-final games leading into the grand final than you did in that grand final. Mm. So, right. and it was just like, yeah, I was watching that. I was like, what's going on here? Like, even Smith wasn't winning the ruck. Yeah. Um, you know, so don't worry. He's gone from he's gone from loading you guys up last year to going back to back with the Roosters oh, this year. Three feet, three feet, <laughs> three feet next year. Moving on now. Speaking about you know coming through the ranks with Melbourne, and that you started to sign with Bulldogs. Yep. How did that come about? You wanted a different challenge. Did Melbourne say, "Yeah, this is um, what we got for you"? Nah, I think. Um, they just sort of just said, oh, look, mate, it was, you can look somewhere else. And um, to be honest, I was quite disappointed. Like, I just was quite naive, but um, I just love Melbourne so much. Like, since so I was there for an 18 year old, I wanted to be there forever. And I sort of, like, didn't really see it as, like, the big picture. It's like they've probably got other things, like other like, plans and stuff. And I sort of didn't really, I was like, wow, I can't believe, like, I was so dirty on them. But now I think looking back at it, like, it's a business. And... I think I just got too invested in a, in something that is a, like a business and you've got to do what's best for the club. And um, yeah, unfortunately, I wasn't that. And, but in saying that, I cannot wait for the Bulldogs. Loyalty, do you reckon loyalty is starting to die out in rugby league? You said it was being a business. Yeah, I, I personally think it is. Uh, I just think loyalty is not a, not a massive thing anymore because. Yeah, paper's uh, not worth what it's on, are Yeah, that too. And like, I think the players are starting to realise that. The club will get rid of you as soon as like would you, um, someone else comes along. You know what I mean? So, so on loyalty, would you would you back a plan? So, if the NRL went to the RLPA and said, "Look, we want to try to bring loyalty back to bring the fans back in," would you be down for uh, say, you know, some? I've been thinking about it, how to how to keep loyalty because I love loyalty in the game. I, I get that it's a business, and at the end of the day, you know you got to chase your, your dollar because yeah. you don't know when your last game is. Look at Alex McKinnon. Would you accept a loyalty scheme that's exempt from a salary cap, but only allow for two players in your top thirty? Where if you've come through a system, through say not 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 I say for like, you know, SG Ball, Harold Matz, yeah. through SG Ball, through to the twenties, reserve grade and gone on to play 150 games 
in the NRL, that works out to be 10 years from, from yeah, yeah, 16s start, yeah. to there. Would you, you know, obviously you still have a little bit into the cap, but majority of it would be exempt from the cap to, it would entice clubs to say, hey, look, we've got a player here that's seven and a half, eight years into it, almost at the, uh, almost at the uh, exempt rule, yeah. but then it also brings in loyalty as well. Would you would you know would you be yeah. keen on that or something yeah, like reckon, that? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Obviously, now you're not in that front in that yeah, frame no, to be able to get it. Yeah, like I think that like, it would entice loyalty, but even in saying that, like they could probably like I don't know, like use that as a, a fact to get another one for the salary cap. I think it just could open up a big can of worms. I reckon. But yeah, I, I agree. It was, I agree yeah. with the loyalty thing. Like if they can try and keep that into the game, like. Yeah, hundred percent. Like every, like everyone wants to be a one club player. Well, Alex, Alex Glenn just resigned, so he's yeah, now like a one club player. That's awesome. Like, I, that's yeah, and that's really like unheard, not unheard of, but I feel like when the generation <coughs> Cam Smiths, like sort of that that era retire, like yeah, there's not going to be many of, of them. Was the dogs the only one? Come knocking, or did you have a office from other clubs? Um, I mean, the serious one, yeah. yeah. Yep, so, yeah. Obviously, you spoke different. at the start uh, that, you know, we, you haven't actually settled into the dogs camp yet, so excited to go, excited, especially with the uh, the form towards the back end of, of the dog season this year. They were really, they really yeah. upset a lot of top eight teams or top eight bound teams. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I, I can't wait. Like, they're... they're they played really well at like, the back end of it, and I thought they were, I thought they were going to make that. Like I was really rooting for them. I was yeah. like, come on, like it'd be it'd be great if they did. But yeah, I'm, like what the interactions I've had with them so far, and I've even been at the um, at the club yet, has been absolutely unreal. Like um, Dino really like sold it to me as a family club, and I 100 percent agree with that. Like the way they've just welcomed me, and like just then I just got put into the WhatsApp by like. Um, yeah, Josh Jackson. So like, <laughs> it was like, this is like, well, they've never even met me yet, and they're already trying to um, make me feel welcome. And like, um, the um, all the all the staff and that as well have been so lovely, like just trying to help me, help me like move in and settle in as quick as I can, and um, make sure like um, everything's going going smoothly. And um, yeah, I dead set couldn't fault them at the moment. Like, I'm really looking forward to twentieth um, of November. Nice, awesome. So you um. As a player still currently playing um, in the game, what rules are frustrating and how can we improve um, the officiating of the game? Um, that's, a, that's a good question, actually. I don't even really think about it. I'm just like, right, oh, these are the rules. And <laughs> so you, this, this, the seven tackle set, right? Yeah. What frustrating from a fan, right? I'm the half, so I'm the fullback. Yeah. I get tackled in the in goal, look at the shot clock, wait 40 seconds. If I, if I catch it on the full, mm. I'm back to the 20 in three seconds. Yeah. That's what's, frust- that's what's frustrating in the game to f- for myself. Yeah. Um, it's awesome for us. It's awesome for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> for, being, for being a forward. Yeah. But do you believe, like, obviously they brought it in for Slater. You know, yeah. kick, kick it dead and then we can get a set line so Slater yeah. hasn't yeah. broke back. Do you, do you like that or... Um, should we keep scr- like should we keep scrums? A lot of people saying that fatigue needs to come into it. We need to speed up. Do we get rid of scrums or just have a tap or uh, what? In I, I, to think, that? I think like the fatigue, is, the fatigue <laughs> is definitely there. Like yeah. anywhere, and I don't want it to like I personally don't want like rugby league to be like a very attacking sport. Like it's gonna take a touch. You know what I mean? Like to like I just like, I love nothing more than seeing 
like a planned move come off like from work, like works a treat, yeah, yeah exactly. from a scrum. Yeah, from a scrum, from like a set, tab, uh, like set just like a set play, yeah. like you've been like what the fans probably don't know, like you've been working on that all week. Like that one play, that one shot and like you've executed it perfectly. Like there's nothing better than that. And like I do understand like the fans love the like the, the tries and the celebrations and all that, but um yeah, if, you, if they just looked into it a little bit more and um like just realise the appreciation of how hard it is to like um, defend for a set for set for set or like execute a play that's in their 20 metre line like it's just yeah I just I just think like the tag's in it and um, yeah the way they're doing it is pretty good so, golden yeah. point golden try or yeah see that's a tough one too um, <laughs> I, I do the the five minutes each each like each way I'm old school you work your ass off for 80 minutes yeah. take a point each yeah so would it be yeah oh, would okay. you would you okay. only only for the the normal games alright so when you need a result we play five minutes. If there's not, if there's not a winner after five minutes, then golden try. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Nah. See, like I'm, I'm offset. Like I, we're, we're still I work my ass off for eighty minutes. Like I want to fucking win or lose. Like I don't. at the end of the day, you still right? sort of win. But I don't you know. could lose. Right. There's a. You could lose three golden points and end up ninth. Yeah. But you should have ended up eighth. Mm-hmm. With the three, well, would, you, would you would you go? Like goal? You, back, you back yourself. Would you go, oh, back yeah, yourself yeah. yeah. Would you go a point each after eighty and then play golden try for the extra point? So nah. you, you walk away, nah. Nah. You oh, get it's like you, reckon, you, know. you guys were twenty nil down against the Roosters, where it was at halftime, yeah. and you come back twenty all this year, yeah. and then Latrell pumps that one from Forge from the sideline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> didn't you guys deserve? Didn't you guys deserve a point there? The way that he's come back and played it. I I seriously like the way um the the way the New South Wales ran the the grand final with um Wentworthville and and Newtown this year and to to the point where to the point where Wentworthville went out early and then dropped the field goal. And all the para fans were hollering when the para jerseys were, were, were celebrating, thinking that they won, and then they come back at the halfway and they're like, "Hold on, what's going on?" <laughs> See, so the, you know, the average fan of I really, yeah. really only really watches NRL, but came out to support Wenny because it was, uh, you know, it was their feeder team. They didn't understand that too, but I liked it the five five minutes each way. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. It, it takes that field goal out of it. You can. You can kick that field goal all you like, yeah. but then as when you did, as uh, Newtown did, they come from score a try. So you're still going to get your ten minutes. Yeah, yeah extra. I feel I feel we're trying to get to to Americanized like NBA, like all those that need a result. Like yeah. we need a result when it matters. Um, but anyways, going on to other codes. Um, <laughs> do you do you oh, on, on that? Do you follow other codes? Do you like? Um, would you like to sit back in your downtime and relax? NBA, NFL. Nah, 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 nah. Um, cricket, cricket, I guess. Um, <laughs> very, very, very awesome. Oh, you would have went for Melbourne, down yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Stars, Renegades, Renegades, yep. Yeah, yeah. No, I love me cricket. Watch the Ashes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Stephen Smith, mate, back on back. Ashes on is coming back to rugby league. Right. Yeah, you see that next no, year? Next year, Australia is um. Doing a tour over there in England and playing like a national series. Oh, like, it hasn't cool. been played since seventeen years. Yeah, so seventeen oh, years hasn't been played. So I think they're starting to try to reinvent or re re um, hash old stuff from the old tours back of the nineties and the eighties yeah. and the nineties. So it's good, and I think Mount Meningas trying to line up a, a tour match uh, Australia against the Wolfpack with Sunny Bill in it. So, Gee, so that'd be awesome. Thoughts on SBW going to Toronto? Yeah, it's great over there, really. Like, he's probably the most well-known like 
rugby league player and look a sportsman really okay. the last well, 10 years. He's an athlete, so yeah. Must, yeah. Be, must be the last name of that talent. <laughs> <laughs> so talking on, obviously, obviously talking on, uh, talking on other, other uh, codes, what rules or interpretations could we bring from other codes that might benefit rugby league, you think? Right. Um, I've got cool. one. Well, you love I've, I've yeah, got one. Yeah, yeah, so, so. Like, well, that's pretty. Um, like, you know, they've got, they've all got the bunker, they've got the DRS. Yeah. I reckon that. I reckon, yeah. What about, what about Captain's Challenge? Captain's Challenge, Captain's Challenge, Challenge. In, in, in tennis. Did you, did you, but in what? the 20s system ever come through that? Because I know they tried it in the 20s. Yeah. How did you go with was I it? I think good? I did it once. I think I did it once, but I, I can't remember if it was any good or not. But oh, yeah, I rate that. I reckon that's good. Like, you can two, sort two, of. Two each, and then if you blow it. Yeah, one, so one, one each half. If you blow it, you blow it. If you got it, you can. Yeah, that's a great well, idea. Yeah. Think, like, so, like mm. the grand final, for example, mm. like, that could have been, like, it's probably the right decision, but that could have been Captain's Challenge. Yeah. Imagine the excitement that you're going to have as a fan going, oh, come on, please, you're right. Please, you're right. <laughs> 100%, you're right. You're yeah, right, the captain's like, like, yeah. I watch it as cricket, like, you're watching the arrows going, oh, that could be it, oh, that could be no, I don't know. So, they've got your soccer, we've got like goal line technology and Hawkeye and stuff. They're thinking about bringing Hawkeye in. I reckon Hawkeye. Hawkeye, 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 goes backwards out the hand and floats forward and Hawkeye only sees it going forward it's going to call it forward mm. they don't the Hawkeye looking above it doesn't see that it comes out of the, the player's hands and it actually goes backwards yeah. referees still get it wrong Just like you know that? referees get get the ball out of the back of the hand you know mm. wrong it's 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 Hawkeye Hawkeye will have to be for defense talking about cricket I'm actually going to um, Jamie Gardane oh, yeah. SCG yeah. Yeah, first time sort of thing but back to you mate biggest pest on and off the field that you've played with well, and against um, biggest pest there's a couple of them down there <laughs> <laughs> like you got like the Cooper Johnson's that like He's the young, he's the young lad, lads. Mary Jones has done. Oh, um, yeah, of course he's going to be your. And he, he's, he's going to be a, he's that funny, a pest. <laughs> but I'm, oh, you can't go past Cam Munster or Christian Welch. Like they'll, they'll be two housemates, so I, I know him pretty well. But um, yeah, like money's cheeky. Like he's so cheeky. Like <coughs> he's probably the only bloke that can put shit on Craig Bellamy and Craig Bellamy get yeah, away. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's much. like he's like the Ryan Giggs of Manchester United and yeah. Ferguson. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying. Like, so um, um, but the way like. Welch is pretty funny. Like he puts a lot of lot of actual thinking into his into his jokes. <laughs> and, like, and, like, puts that right on the show in the meetings and that. So yeah, probably those two. Yeah, has he, have you, has he got a joke that, that he said that you can you can remember to repeat? <laughs> oh, a lot of dad jokes. Oh, actually, actually, <laughs> actually, nah, so um, this one time, <laughs> I don't know who it was, but um, he he made a fake um pro Tinder profile. <laughs> And um, so he's like, he obviously made it, and he's talked to some random girls and that. And um, but all the all the all the um, all the photos of him and his like storm gear or his other team's gear and like just a real like if you look at that guy, what a wanker! Like, <laughs> but, um, but like, oh, is that funny? Because it, it was like he was like his sort of like first couple of months down there, so like it was like his first sort of like someone's put shit on him for the first time and he's like he's rocked up in the meeting and most has got up front and he's like right boys um obviously um he's he was on tinder so he goes oh this girl sent me this photo 
and it was like of the guy like, <laughs> with his like storm kit on like so we just had photos so he must have got it off that and he's like goes oh and he's and she screenshotted the messages as well and he's like oh, you might have probably heard heard me on such and such and i've actually just moved to the melbourne storm and like, just, like, <laughs> so, like like, that this bloke, I just remember because he was so new, like, you know, he's sure you just like shit yourself a little bit, and he's like, he's just sitting there going, that's not me. Like, I, I didn't do that, I didn't do that. Because everyone's just like looking at him going, what? <laughs> <laughs> match, match day uh, rituals, superstitions, anything? Um, no, I'm, all, I'm pretty good. I just like listen to, listening to the same song as put me um, shoes or me boots on. So it's pretty. It's like it's like more than you know by um, someone actual or something like that. But it's more like the memory that was with it and that. So yeah, that's about it really. Left foot, left foot first. Nah. There's some, yeah. there's some funny ones out. Yeah, there is some different. He's just sport growing up as a kid. Who knows what team? Yeah, uh, Eels. Okay. Yeah, loved Nathan Highmarsh. Loved him. So he's a rugby. He's a usual. Maybe yeah. Been a second roller. Yeah, he would have yeah. been. He would. Yeah, he was up there. I loved him. Maybe uh, maybe you should uh, you know, bring back the uh, the long the hair long, yeah. and, and the butt crack. That would be great. Butt crack. He'd love that. He he used to get ripped by first and Smith. Yeah. You could grow it, and he could he could just have a fanboy moment with you. Yeah. Away from the, <laughs> you get your name on on yeah. Fox Sports yeah. every yeah. week. Um, <laughs> away from the game. Um, hobbies, interests? Um, love playing golf. I love playing golf. Like, I met, um, the boys down there when I was down there, I've got to find a new golf crew now. Um, <laughs> yeah, we play every, every day off. We'd go somewhere new and just play. And, um, um, yeah, love golf, love movies. Um, hey, what's your handicap? Uh, see, that's the thing. I, I play all this golf, don't even care. None of us do down there. Yeah. I think everybody's too scared. <laughs> <laughs> Living at Concord, your nearest, your nearest golf yeah, course. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right opposite Concord Golf Club. Yeah. So I've inquired about membership, but I'm actually <laughs> way too scared to see how much it's actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, life after footy, mate. You got any any plans? Have you been doing any tertiary courses? Um, you yourself ready? I've actually, I've actually been on a couple of things. Like, um, I've done, I've, <coughs> or I've, I've attempted two uni courses that just weren't for me. But um, so I'm a plumbing apprenticeship. So nice. really looking forward to that, actually. So, which is good. Yeah, tough. Also, uh, all right, last question, mate. Um, 2020 goals um, you've set for yourself. Yeah. Um, I think just coming off last year, like it was, oh, this year, sorry, it's like last year. Um, oh. Yeah, the 2019 series, and I was, I was, I was quite disappointed in how um, I didn't play, I didn't that play that much, especially after my 20, 2018 season, like I started in that. And, um, yeah, probably to play consistent footy would be would be definitely the number one, and just to back myself a little bit more. I think um, I I tend to go into my shell a little bit sometimes where I, I could have thrown a pass or could have seen something, but yeah, just probably to back myself and yeah, knowing that you have the ability to eyes up footy. Yeah. Now we'd like to thank you, mate, for coming on. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, Tell some great stories. And yeah, Pretty hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> yeah, hopefully you have a uh, a good season, and hopefully we see you in a sky blue jersey in 2020 or 2021. Thank you. Thanks for having me, boys. Always. Thanks, boy. And that's the final whistle. <laughs>